Right. This this is this is a little bit more laid back. Yes. This is this is coffee time. Yes. So, cool. So Christian. Yeah. Oh. That, do you start us? How do what's the we we don't even know format like I know. Um so who, the voice sh- you're hearing now is Christian <laughs> and the other voice is Christian is Justin. <laughs> <laughs> you're not even good yeah. at introductions. <laughs> Th- that's going to be the intro right there. That's going to be the... the <laughs> yes. It, yeah. Um, okay, so we just um, put live... Okay, well, I say just, but it was a couple weeks ago now. We that was put, last week. No, it was um, day after Thanksgiving. Oh, wow, yeah. Um, a video, uh, a YouTube video. It's like, it's the first of this type of YouTube video that we've done before um, where it's trying to do something kind of educational and present an idea and uh, it's scripted out and has animation going along with it uh, along the screen. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Why why don't you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Justin did most of the behind the, like he wrote it. And it's so good. I mean, I like, like, like read it and loved it. Was like maybe we like add this little thing or take away that little thing or something like that. But Justin, the writing, um, I'm just the I'm just the pretty voice that helps out. It's awesome. Well, I mean, we're <laughs> it's like both of our thing, but but yeah, you're the writing dude. Um, and for the for like the visuals, the gifts and stuff. Yeah, I think at some point we should get on screen. At some, I don't know. I'm thinking like, um, I don't know. If you've seen the video, it's it's um, like a what, how how would you describe like how would you describe like it's um, like the, our voices part. It's it's like our voices having a conversation about a topic, a uh, scripted conversation with um, like an animated slideshow over yes. top. Um, pretty common. There's lots mm-hmm. of lots of educational YouTube channels that do similar things, um, and you know we we're trying to find stylistically something that was uh, different. You mm-hmm. know, kind of pulled mm-hmm. a lot of ideas from a, a lot of different other videos, yes. and and tried to create something that I think fit our video um, a little a little better, mm-hmm. uh, more uniquely. Um, neither of us have a lot of artistic talent to like, like draw animations. Right. Yeah, I don't like that when it comes to the visual arts, when it comes to like drawing and stuff. Yeah, I'm not like... I drew a horse mm. one time. It was like a... You can never get the mouth right on those. Oh, the mouth <laughs> The mouth always looks <laughs> so horrifying. So Hor- horse mouths. Yeah. But but yeah, I, I, I drew a horse... Um, one time following like a um uh, following like one of the instructions where it like breaks it down like first draw this oh, line yeah, and you yeah. follow along and mm-hmm. it's like you know three pages of instructions 
mm-hmm. and it was like the probably the best thing I've ever drawn, and it was wow. and it was just completely one hundred percent following instructions. Dang. But that's good. That's legit. Like usually, like they just turn out so poorly because, like, you, I don't know. I, I'm like, tr- I don't know, trying to exactly mimic the drawing, but it but out that's like something I could never do out of my own head. Like, oh, I see. Like, yeah. I have a picture of a horse in mind, and now I will recreate that out of my mind with my oh. hand. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I feel like it just take take a ton of practice and a ton. Of, I don't know. Yeah, but yeah. So yeah, we're we're not we're not artists um, in that sense, in the drawing sense. So the, the, all the technical stuff, we've gotten all the te- like technical stuff, like the writing, the um, the visuals and stuff it's gifts it's like something you have you have you haven't really like seen seen a video quite like ours but to the content to speak to the content we're not really like we're not really like claiming to know every to be like an absolute you know on like basically it's like wonder like it's posing the question why does it seem like old people <laughs> old people older people are kind of like 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 they just kind of seem a little stuck in time in way, mm-hmm. in many ways, and that's such a blanket statement. That first of all, you know, this is sure, where, sure. yeah, like like you go into their house and it and it has the old the old people smell. They have the the old TV, the old furniture, and stuff like that. And we're just kind of like trying attempting to to explain it from just our from just our brains and some mm-hmm. research. But I think a lot of the idea for this video came from um, specifically when I go to visit my mom's mom. Mm. Like I feel like that hits a lot of the stereotypes of uh, of an older person uh, being stuck in like a culture. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she lives in the same house that, as far as I know, like she's lived my entire life. Wow. And, and you like walk in and it's everything is original to the house. Wow. You know, it's like yes. all of the wood paneling in like the dining room is like has been there for longer than I've been alive. Is there a china cabinet? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. There's like china cabinet. There's like oil p- portraits of like the family from when they were like you know, wow. in my mo- mom in like high school. Yes. Like, oh, that's so funny. I wonder, like, the, your mom grew up in that house, right? Uh, no, I don't think so. Or like, or like that was the house of her childhood? No, no, not at all. Oh, no. okay. So the, she I moved into they, it. They, they moved. They moved into that house after she moved uh, to her dad's house in Arizona. Oh, okay, okay. And so that was what year? Ballpark, maybe eighty-five. Eighty-five. So this house is pretty much stuck in like 85 not really stuck in 85 but it's stuck in like an adult's version of a house what it would be in 85 and then it's kind Mm -hmm. of stayed that way because like a young hip person in 85 would have a different looking house if that were to be like Mm -hmm. fossilized you know you might see like i don't know maybe like what is 85 like what, what what kind of i don't know Different. It would be different colors than like an adult in eighty five would have. Like the house feels very dark. Like it feels like there's not as many windows on the 
that shine light into the interior of the house as wow. like modern houses. Hmm. I don't know if that's... The inside of wow. it feels dimmer, darker. Hmm. Wow. That's so interesting. That's so interesting. You've pulled a lot of, you pulled a lot of, um, the, the, like, the, the, like, pictures kind of, of, like, an older person's house from your, from your mom's mom. Mm -hmm. Whereas my mom's parents, whose house I go to every week, they're, 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 I mean, they live in, like, an, an old, like, an older people community. It's like a, it's like a city, but not a whole, not, I don't think, I think, man, I think yeah, it is a city. I think it yeah. is a city, but it's like a interesting, cause it's like, there's spots of this, like it's Sun City. It's like there's Sun City and then there's Sun City Grand, which I'm not sure. Is Sun City Grand also a city? And there's Sun City West, which I don't know if that's also a city, but yeah, anyway, so it's like, I, I want to say it's like a retirement community. Mm -hmm. You have, there's like restrictions to like, to like to how live you there. have to, yeah, yeah, to live there, which makes me kind of wonder like, is that an official like city city? Yeah, I guess so. Um, but their house, like they're surprisingly hip and my grandma, uh, recently got an iPod and puts, uh, podcasts on it and bought like new music. She's having me like introduce i'm introducing music to her like new music and she's not like can you put some some good old tunes <laughs> like it's she's she's like pretty hip with like new music that's coming out the stuff that i'm like showing her and she likes it she enjoys it mm -hmm. and they exercise every day and they're um my grandpa's super into sports and i love watching sports with him and so i think there's like j like that kind of speaks into like they're kind of like, um, I don't know. I don't want to say like they're outliers because I'm sure there's a lot of older people like that. I, it might depend on where you live in the country. Like I know in the Midwest, the, a lot of the old pe old, older people's houses that we explain in the video mm -hmm. are like, yep, you would so see that in like a small town Midwest kind of thing. What, like, where does your grandma live? Uh, Fort Worth, Texas. Is it like? Do you think many other older people in Fort Worth would like have houses? Very yeah, I think I think a lot of the houses where the in in her neighborhood, a lot of the houses where the original owner still lives in the house. I would imagine the inside of the house is very similar to hers. Wow! Yeah, dang. My 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 grandma. I was talking to her about our video. And I was telling her, like, the whole concept and everything. And she said, she was telling me, like, in, like, interesting. I know, like, there is still, there's still, like, yes, that is still, that is still a thing. But it's um, especially prominent, like, the, the older people getting stuck in time with, like, if it, if it isn't, like, broken. Well, if it, if it breaks, don't buy a new one, fix it. And so they just keep the same thing, you know, and she said, that's kind of like a depression mindset. Mm. Like her parents would have, would have, would be so like that. That would so be a picture in of like her parents. And there's remnants of that big time in the next generation because of their, what their parents, you know, do you think it, do you think it's, it's a pic, it's kind of like a comment on like, like whether, whether these, whether the, these children of depression era 
folks um, kind of paved their own way and went in totally new direction versus kind of sticking to the ways that they were raised in. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I I, th- I think there's a lot of like my 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 grandfather used to always. Um, this is on my dad's side. He he like if, if he could save ten cents, like it was like winning the lottery. Like wow, like saving ten cents was mm-hmm. extremely important if he could achieve it. He used to always talk about how a nickel used to be so worth so much, and he'd always mm-hmm. try to buy stuff at garage sales for a nickel. Mm-hmm. Like, like That's I think so I think I think a lot of that generation is still operating out of a mindset of like uh, scarcity and you know always kind of fearful of not having enough. Mm. Do you want to talk about our setup here? I'll take a I'll take a picture. Uh, yeah. Take a picture of our setup. <laughs> yes, this is this is our first go at a podcast. So we have we don't really have a desk. This is a <laughs> hamper. No, it's like a wicker basket that we put like blankets in in the oh, loft. Yeah. yeah. And a towel over that. A towel over that so that you don't hear the the this this is this is with the towel moving stuff along. This is without the towel. Yeah. So more takes up more noise. Yeah, kind of dampen the wicker basket, but then we got our cups of coffee and you have a Blu-ray of the Hunger Games. Uh, the first three Hunger Games movies. Yes. Um as your coaster and I have She's the Man. She's the Man, the Amanda Bynes movie. This is, this is a um, this is based off of a Shakespeare movie or Twelfth Night, play, right? Is it Twelfth Night? Uh huh. It's one of the um, comedy of errors Shakespeare plays, right? Yeah, where like the girl dresses up as her brother. Mm. Some I don't know. You were in Twelfth Night in high school. Was I in Twelfth Night? Yeah, that was your senior show, I think. Gosh, I can't. I can't remember. Wow, you were Sebastian. You were. The, I, I remember a servant of two masters. Laura was Viola. Than, I was Sebastian. Which one's Sebastian? Is that Channing Tatum? That's her brother. It's her. It's her brother who I don't even think you see in the. He's in, not even on the, the front cover. Oh, and you see okay. him in the movie, but um, it's like her twin brother. You were him. Wow. Well, good memory. Yeah. <laughs> Poor memory. You were in the show. <laughs> There's a lot of shows I don't remember a lot about. Heard that. Oh. She, that's what she's doing. She is trying to lick up the coffee, the coffee that I, now she's rubbing herself against oh, the coffee. Dogs are I'm so going to take weird. a picture of her. The, these pictures will be on the, uh, oh, I think she's, notes. No, she's scooting herself underneath the, the towel that I used to. Clean up the coffee that I spilled immediately after we brewed it and I set down the cup. True. Brewed it, LOL. We used a Keurig. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, do you want to... So we have the setup down? Mm-hmm. We have a... Oh, yeah. Blue Yeti microphone. Yeah, yeah. More, more of that. And it. I think it's kind of broken. Um, I know. With, yeah. Like we don't... We don't have a lot of the options for recording on channels. Some and of the mic functions are broke. Are 
And we got the, this like high end buzz that hopefully we can take out. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It, interesting morning. Spilling the coffee. You locked yourself out of your aunt and uncle's uh, house. Yeah. This, so their front door knob turns for you to go out, even though it's locked. Like I don't. I don't know what front door to a house does that. You. I turned it and opened it. Went outside. Closed the door, expecting it to be unlocked. But then it was super locked. That reminds me of like a gas station bathroom. In in your only means of access in and out of the house are uh, a garage door opener, garage That's door it. opener, and the garage door is shut. Yeah, so I'm barefoot right now. <laughs> <laughs> I left my shoes inside. <laughs> I went outside to check the address to send it to Justin to check the address number, and just totally, totally got Christian, locked down. Christian, Christian, Christian. Yeah. So. <laughs> So one of the fun things um, that I want to talk about in the making mm-hmm. of the video is because we are having some mic issues and because we don't have a great room um, that will really dampen the sound, um, we tried to get creative with our sound isolation it, for for the video. Oh, yeah. And, and I think that the sound on the video actually turned out quite well. Several people both on some of the Reddit posts and, and in the, uh, in the comments have, have commented on the quality of sound and the clarity oh, really? of sound. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so, so what, why don't you explain what oh. we did to isolate the sound? Oh yeah. It's so funny. Um, so Justin has like theater seating in his loft of his house where like there's a projector and it, you know, it's kind of like two rows of, of chairs, uh, of, of seats. And each row is made up of three, three seats, three like, um, recliners that are all connected. And, and, they, so, and they share like the middle seat shares armrests with the outer two seats. Yes. Yeah. So like we both sat in, in the, in the front row and sat on, on each of the outer seats and put the microphone on the inner seat and put a like pillow fort over the microphone. Well, we took oh, it was a futon. We took, yeah, we took the futon. Yes, we, t- we we have a pretty nice futon that I actually really like sleeping on. It's pretty comfortable, and we took it and stood it up on end and pushed it over the to to create like a dome over the the recording. It's like spot. one one whole futon mattress. Mm-hmm. It's like this one whole thing that's like it's basically like. A slightly more flexible bed mattress, mm-hmm. and so yeah, just bending that, uh, like we <laughs> bent that over, like giving us a little canopy, and, and that's our sound studio. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah, is it? And we we didn't go with that setup for the podcast because I think you know an hour of sitting like that trying to talk would be a little yeah. bit much, but we get aches. <laughs> yeah, you want do you want to start talking about? Other things on our list? Yeah. Yeah, let's, let's talk about something else. Okay. I mean, I have one. Mm-hmm. Um, this might be... A, this is this is a good one. This might be a long one. Um, artistic vulnerability. When it comes to, to like, sharing things that you create, mm-hmm. like, that you call art, that you... Be, I mean, I, I would say that it's art. You know, if, if it's kind of labeled that way by yourself, then... Then it's art, and sharing that with people you admire. Do, like I have a feeling on it, 
Mm-hmm. I want to know about your feeling on it. Yeah, so we're just diving in on on the first podcast. Yeah, zing. <laughs> um, I, I could kind of feed. I'll give you an example. So, like, you, we were both in theater in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, both of us in our, our high school was an anomaly. It was amazing. We did a ton of shows every no, year. Eight did. shows. Eight, eight shows more, minimum. More than eight shows, yeah. Yeah, every year. And uh, we would, so, so, so we would have, we would end up being in maybe like four to five shows, three to four, you know, anywhere between like three and wow six is a lot maybe three and five shows a year i uh, and were you in like every single one every year but i, I somehow i did something with basically every show i i yeah. my, i personally did something for over 50 shows yeah over the four we counted years one day. School, yeah yeah so specifically the ones that you were on stage in because that's where you're like in the spotlight and stuff um and you i remember you say you said that like you would feel a little bit, a little bit um, uncomfortable, like inviting your family to, to like every single one. You were very, you were very um, particular about which ones. You were like, family, go to that one, but this other one you totally don't have to go to. Don't even worry about it. Mm-hmm. And like, it's it's you're you're saying how it's kind of probably along the lines of like how I mean like. I don't know, along the lines of artistic vulnerability, how you are monitoring that or whatever. Yeah, I I don't know. I think, like, for me, a lot of the things that I enjoyed doing, um, I I enjoyed doing them for me, and I enjoy enjoying them with other people that also enjoyed them. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, uh, I, I play guitar, I play piano, uh, I kind of play drums as a a couple months ago, like, yeah. I I enjoy music, but it's not. I don't have any desire to like perform in front of people playing music. Um, right. Or I have, I have a very limited desire to mm-hmm. perform in front of people playing music. Uh, I'd be much more interested in like anonymously making music that if anybody else that enjoyed it, saw it and enjoyed it. That'd be enough for me. Um, but it's also safe in that people who don't enjoy it have no face to put. Sure. Sure. But we can get to that part in a minute. Oh yeah. But then when it comes, when it comes to like acting in high school and stuff, like it almost feels, uh, in some ways disingenuous, um, or or self aggrandizing to, to like do something and expect people to come and like it just because they like you. Oh yeah. Like I like I don't want I I don't want their interpretation of what I have created or done or enjoyed doing to be uh tainted in some way by their feelings on me. And I yeah. that probably sounds really weird yeah. to a lot of people. That makes sense though. Like your family going to see a show at the end, they probably they'll give you a, a hyper biased review because mm-hmm. it's like we love you, we loved the show, it's so good, and you're like, did you really love the show or did you love me in the show? Right. Because I, I think in my mind, like I want the show to be good. I want 
our YouTube video to be good. If, if I were to make a piece of music, I want that piece of music to be good apart from me as the creator or actor or doer of the thing. Mm -hmm. And I want it to be recognized as good apart from me. Does that yeah. make sense? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do you think that, that can, uh, that can prevent you from trying even in the first place sometimes? Um, I, I don't know. I think a lot of, um, cause, cause there's a lot of stuff that I've done that are like just fun things. Like in high school, um, in like video production, we did a lot of just like fun, silly videos throughout, mm -hmm. um, the campus, uh, our high school campus. But that was viewed, that was like viewed in a, in a kind of silly light anyway. Mm -hmm. So that one you could feel probably a lot more more well comfortable yeah and, and like sharing with the world yeah i didn't i've never had any like reservations or, or even like um maybe it has to do with the silly nature of it mm -hmm. so like um you know in college me and jordan made the video of um oh yeah the the billy joel baby grand ba yeah baby yes. grand where we made like a yes. music video where i was billy joel and, and he was ray charles yes it, and we were like doing the duet of baby grand yeah and, and it was funny and it was just kind of silly and it was hilarious I, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was really fun it was, it was really fun to make and and like i didn't have and don't have any reservations with just sharing that and i i so I think, you know, maybe you're onto something that it's, it has to do with like the silly nature of, mm -hmm. of the thing. And if it's like less silly and more serious, then I'm like less apt to share it. Mm -hmm. I don't or like it could be, it could be the, ref the level of refinement too, because like with, with the UNC, UNC are making videos in high school, you were very, you were very realized, very aware that this is a high school thing, your interview, like you would, it would be like Justin and Sierra on the street kind of thing, interviewing, mm -hmm. like randomly running up to like high school students or the security guards and being like, what are your thoughts on the war? <laughs> it's it just like Billy on the street before Billy on the yeah. street. Yes. And, Take and, that and, Billy Eichner. <laughs> yes. And they were like very, um, in like there, like there was obviously a level of like grace the audience would have because it's like, yeah, you, you obviously, like, none of these students that you're running up to are, like, expecting it, you know? So mm -hmm. it's kind of going to be funny and weird. So this, like, it's kind of unrefined on a certain level. Yeah, and I think, I think too, like, a lot of a lot of things that I create, I'm very aware of the deficiencies of that thing. Mm -hmm. in, in the instances of those videos, they were kind of exactly what I wanted them to be. But then, like, the half-hour, like, short film that I made with Max... Um, mm -hmm. that was just utter garbage. Like, I don't want anybody to have to watch that. There could be something to, to whether you, whether you know it's going to be liked by people mm -hmm. or, or like, or like how, how, how much that is a part of your creative process. Is this going to be liked by people? Is this going to be liked by people? And as opposed to, I know there are some artists and this is a very difficult place to get to. Um, but where you are just making art, you're just creating because you like it. It's purely just your thing. Yeah, but that always seems weird to me too. And in, in like Shia LaBeouf and his weird art things that are just like just to draw attention to himself. 
Maybe I mean I think they're I think they're great. I know I know you do, and I I think I think they're just bogus. Like it's, it's vulnerable. There's a vulnerability to that kind of art. I don't know. I don't want to delegitimize art, but, but mm. yeah. So I think there's there's like two different things. Um, there's like like performing a piece of someone else's art and creating your own from scratch. I I. Mm, just, that's true. So th- 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 that's like a different aspect of it. And I think in both instances, anything that I, I create, like I want the attention to be on that thing. Like I, like I think this, this YouTube video that, that we made is a very interesting topic and a topic that I, did, I have searched for and haven't found anybody ta- speaking about this topic holistically as an idea. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I like this. And, and so, and so, I, I think that that topic, that thought experiment, deserves to be looked at uh, on its own merit Ooh. as just an idea. Mm-hmm. And there's some things that Shia LaBeouf does that I think he isn't really trying to get you to look at an idea as much as it is look at him as a human being. Yes. And he's not really presenting an idea. And I, you know, I think we should look at everybody as human beings. I think people create art that present that idea very well. And I don't, I have a hard time with like, like Shia LaBeouf live streaming him watching all of his videos, a camera just set, set up looking at him as he watches himself, you know, mm-hmm. that seems, that seems to me to be a very intentional look at me, look at me kind of thing. Wow. I have some pushback. I have some pushback. Sure. I think, I think that, um, there is, there's the, like you're saying that the, that the content viewed, viewed for what it is and it should be presented well, performed well or whatever. And people should love the content for what it was. But at the same time, I would say that that art is an expression of humans. And so like at the, but so at the heart the heart of it, like you can go, Oh, that art is beautiful. But then if you even zoom in further, it's like you're really taking a look at that human because that that is an extension of that human. And so like what like kind of I think what Shia LaBeouf was doing in like watching his like filming himself watching his own his own movies was like that was like him showing you or him giving people a view of him as a just he's just a human he's just a person he's watching himself laughing at things that he did maybe cringing at things that he didn't really like he's like oh that was weird or you know like it's just it, and we're we're all kind of watching him and taking uh a uh a sigh of relief in unison at the fact that people are people and he's not, he's not this, I don't know, a guy in a high tower that's just kind of like blessing us with his art, but, but he's actually a human and kind of drawing us all, connecting us all as people in that way. And so in that case, there's not much content other than a person. Like he is the content and it's not like, Shia LaBeouf is amazing. It's like people are so interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I th- so I think 
I think what makes me recoil from the type of things that Shia LaBeouf does is it feels like, yes, he is the content in the same way that Kim Kardashian is the content and Kanye West is the content. Like the things that they are doing is only propelling this weird celebrity culture that we have where we're Mm. fascinated by celebrity and, and, Mm. and reality stars. And, and, and I, I think there's other people that, purely through what they do come across as more human and, mm. and with, vulnerability with, is with, the part. without, without having to live stream themselves, watching themselves kind of thing. Look at like Stephen Colbert. He played somebody that he's not for 10 years. And I think through that, you still found, were able to figure out more about him as a human being than what you know about Shia LaBeouf and all these things that he does to draw attention to himself as a human being. Like I still, I still feel like you don't really know much about Shia LaBeouf, but you, but but he gets a lot of exposure. Well, I think a lot of it, a lot of it lies on intentions and authenticity. So the intentions part, I'm, I'm, I, I am thinking about like uh, Shia's intentions when he was making making well when he does all of these things. His intentions, I think, are less look at me and more um, look at people. And I like when it comes to Kanye West and Kim Kardashian, their intentions are very very look at me. That that's like it's very clear like that they're a reality show. Like with their name in it, with his, with with Kim Kardashian, keeping up with the Kardashians, it's like, it's like, uh, so so there's there's that. It's their intentions are like, like I'm going shopping today. Like what? I don't know. Really, it's like it's a lot of drama created for the sake of the show. The, um, but also the authenticity. Oh, and Stephen Stephen Colbert, his intentions are to um, are more like outside of himself, like showing the, um, so it's not, it's not so like his intentions aren't to show that human people are humans and stuff like that. That we're all the same. They're, they're more to like parody things and like to give people the truth. That's a big, that's a big Stephen Colbert, like the Colbert report thing. Um, I mean now he, of course he is playing himself. He's on, he's, uh, you know, being the host, he's a person, you know, mm-hmm. um, not a character, but also, also the authenticity level is, is important because, um, like Shia LaBeouf is, is being very authentic in his reactions to, to watching him himself or is being very authentic in like his, um, his, I don't know, whatever these weird artistic endeavors are. Whereas the Kardashians and, uh, and Kanye West, there's, there's a lack of authenticity in in some of the things they do, and um, and I, I don't I don't think that people can watch it and like and like breathe this you know breathe that sigh of relief that oh we are all just humans we're all like oh it feels so comfortable to know that like my weird things are universal we're all people we're all weird you know it's mm-hmm. like they they have a, a little their castle or something. And, Stephen Colbert, his authenticity. He he wasn't 
like he he being a character on the Colbert report his his main priority was not authenticity it was it was playing the character true to itself and being a good showman so my thoughts on that are with intentionality and authenticity with with what anybody does we're assuming a, a, a given attention and and I'll, I'll grant mm. you that the the assumption of Shia LaBeouf's intentions behind the things that he does is for some like greater artistic understanding of the world and people. So that that's his intentions behind what he's doing. But I would argue that for the most part, what he does in trying to bring out what his intention is in reality undercuts what he's trying to do that it it that he may be trying to make a comment about society but it turns into uh an e-hollywood news story about how silly Shia LaBeouf is and look at the next thing he's doing and and it doesn't facilitate the conversations that he is possibly trying to get to happen. But I think, I think sh- satirical TV shows, on the other hand, while goofy and, and intentionally trying to be entertaining, and, but still trying to examine truth of, of matters, facilitates the conversation that both sides are wanting to happen better. That, like, people are people and that kind of, that kind of thing? just whatever whatever their focus is on well the reception of shia labeouf's stuff is out of his control i'm not like i'm me being like a person like a introspective whatever person like views shia labeouf's stuff apart from how it's received on e or whatever yeah i well a couple things one like me being an introspective person i think we're all introspective to to an extent we're all people we're all humans Mm mm-hmm um, we all have that capacity, but if if you were to start a business and you were saying that we are going to, uh, our intention is to make the world's best cup, and and you just make garbage cups, mm-hmm. and like, but you want that your intention is to make make this world's best cup, regardless of of what your intention was, you didn't accomplish it in the eyes of everybody else. Like, like what the, the part of the world that you wanted to change isn't being affected by what you are doing. Well, that's, it's not art in that case. That's the difference between like art and invention. Like that was like your, that was them. That was you making an attempt to create something with a function in mind. And if it's, if it's a garbage cup like like if you put your heart and soul into this thing as art no matter how it's received you can you can i i could say you would rest assured well i i think like critical reception is different from achieving some sort of purpose like you are doing something with the purpose of something happening in mind and if you can't attain that goal through what you're doing you're not attempting to attain that goal that goal in the correct way say that again if you have a goal in mind 
of something that you want to achieve mm-hmm. and what you are doing doesn't bring you any closer to achieving that goal, mm. then you aren't approaching achieving the goal in the correct way. Well, what is your, what would your goal be? That's the question. That's a big question as well. Because, well, yeah. what's, what's the goal of Shia LaBeouf doing these avant-garde mm-hmm. art performances? Right. Well, I, I can't speak into like his specific, like he could probably, but we're assuming intentionality. I, yeah, I would assume, I would assume that it's to like show everybody that people are people, that people, that he's like a person just like the rest of us with but he isn't a person just like the rest of us that that, i think that's that's what undercuts it is how so he is a celebrity and anything anything that he does that is this like sort of like self-aggrandizing like completely different from what anybody else could possibly do because we can't afford to rent out a room for 30 Mm -hmm. days where people can come in and interact with us Mm one-on-one. That is such a different human experience that it's completely isolating him uh, from Mm. people in trying to show that he's just like people. I think he's using his celebrity as a platform to, to like bring to, because he has a bit louder of a voice like socially to like, you know, give us the chance to see him as a regular as a regular human because if there was just a regular human doing these things we'd be like duh but he has this platform where people are like watching him and going wow wow a celebrity like is stripping himself of that title that's that's doing the opposite of being celebritous I, i i don't know i think i think he's pushing against the celebrity but but he but he doesn't in all aspects that like like it feels disingenuous because he he he'll get kicked out of like a bar where he's causing a complete mess and he, as he's being thrown out of the bar he's yelling don't you know who I am I'm Shia LaBeouf mm-hmm. and then he's like but we're all human I'm actually a human so he's wanting like the benefits of being a celebrity mm-hmm. but then also wanting to completely negate all the, the all the bad stuff that mm-hmm. comes with being a celebrity. So he wants both sides of the coin. Where, where the real human experience is, your situation has generally, everybody's situation has tremendous benefit and tremendous difficulties. Everybody, that that is the human struggle, is, is, is I have these things in my life that I like, I have these things in my life that I don't like, and I have to find out how to live life balancing both things mm. i think like the stephen colbert gq article i don't think you've read it i keep to, i keep saying how oh, much yeah. i absolutely love it i'll link to it in the description um he talks about like his father dying when he was young he's the youngest of like 12 children uh all of the other children were significantly older than him and and it so it was basically just him and his mom and he talks about learning, um, learning how to get up on stage and just bomb in front of people, and and learning to love being in front of people, even if it if he is just doing horribly in what he is trying to achieve, because it is facilitating this mindset of, of growth and in achieving and moving forward and trying to 
grow out of these circumstances that he finds himself in. And, and I think, you know, <laughs> his intentions seem a little bit different because his intentions aren't to, to like, it's, yeah, it's we, not to show, him, we can't, show himself as a human. Well, and that's the thing. We can't one-to-one everybody's intentions across the board. No, right. Nobody's nobody's intentions are, are going to ever be the same. But right. but I think I think there's like a logical consistency in in the way a lot of people approach life and then an illogical inconsistency that mm-hmm. it's probably a double negative. It, it, it's like this this um it's like the realm of self denial that Kanye West finds himself in time and time again, where mm-hmm. he in his mind not only does he think he is the greatest person that's ever lived, he thinks everybody else is also on that same page. Oh yeah, you know, and and I think I think like I think a lot of times, and it, it's not like I don't mean to just crap all over Shia LaBeouf uh, because I actually enjoy like like in Fury. I thought he was great in Fury. I think he's a good actor, but I I, I see all the time artists. Are artists like that mm-hmm. that think that they are tr- that like that they are so far more intelligent than the average human, and they are trying to delve this information to people, and it just comes across as like icky, like it just like oh wow, like curls the hairs on the back of my neck. It's like oh, you don't actually. Like you think you know s- this secret that nobody else knows, and everybody else is like. Yeah, we get it. We're all human. We we're we were already on this page. What took you so long to even get here? You're not telling us anything. Oh wow. I mean, I, I think that that like um, Shia, like like how you're saying the illogical illogical thing where he's like he's like trying to use his celebrity to to like show that everybody's a human, but then but then uh, also saying like don't getting kicked out. Don't you know who I am? I'm Shia LaBeouf. Isn't that also so human? That is so human for people to let their pride get in the way. It is so human, but was that an art piece? No, that wasn't, but that's also... So that's the most human thing he's done. The art, well, that's... There's art, and then there's, like, people just, like, living living life. Like, and I think we should extend grace to him for that, for, like, things like that, like, his... Like throwing out the G word. I know, I know. I would like. I would. I'm not exempt from doing something like that, you know. And I think that it'd, be, it'd go. Oh, it wouldn't even be a news story if you did that. Don't you know oh. I'm Christian? <laughs> right, right, right. But like, if I was, if I was famous, I mean, like, I would probably act a little bit. I don't know, less foolishly. I hope. I would hope that I would do that. But like, just the human like problem of pride. That like when when you kind of do something like that, I, I don't know. Like I I think it's important to separate the two. Like him being obnoxious, getting kicked out of a bar, and him st- because like he's also he's doing this art, showing like we're all humans. Even looking at that, he's going like like I know like I know I've done that. I like hopefully he knows that he's a broken human. I, I hope that that is because otherwise all of this art showing humans for humans would be very, very shallow because that's part of the human experience being broken and being like do it, being weird and, and obnoxious or whatever, you know, at times. 
but I don't, I, you know, I just, I just don't think he's like putting up this. I mean, yes, there was that that weird thing, but I don't think he's kind of living in this denial that he's not a human like the rest of us. You know, I, I, I don't, I, I, I don't think he is actively pursuing living in denial. But I, th- I think a lot of celebrity live in a denial that they don't even – they're not even aware of. Like they're so far right. removed from actual it's, – it's just like politicians, like so far removed from the way that actual people live their life that when they're then trying to comment on it, it just mm-hmm. falls flat because it's like you don't really know who we are, Mr. Mrs. Politician – don't you, don't you think we're we're all kind of like that in some way? We're all trying to venture outside of that. We're all we all have things that we're like, we're we're not even aware that we're not even aware of this. Sure, this absolutely. That. So I think like a celebrity isn't exempt from that. Like they have a lot. Like one of those things that they're not even aware that they're not even aware of is their celebrity status being totally normal. But I mean, they should just f- try their hardest to like get out of that. But that's a very very noble endeavor. And like apart from art and yeah, I, well, I, I think the thing that ends up, uh, rubbing me the wrong way, the, the, the part that I take issue is, it is not that, that they have an inability to fully see their circumstances it comparatively with the rest of the world, because none of us have that ability or capability or have the mental bandwidth to be able to do that. I don't know. It, it comes off as like a, I am immensely qualified to speak into this area of life in this way that you, that I'm speaking into this, not as me speaking just to people, but like, look at me and, and through me, you will understand humans. I don't know. It, it's it's like such a specific thing. I, I think it takes a creative person to be able to paint a picture of humanity in in, in that way. Because like I am, I'm a I'm a pretty realized person, but but I don't know if I would be able to like do a piece or anything like that to show to like kind of point toward the bigness of humanity. Whereas like Shia LaBeouf. I mean, he's famous for a reason. Like he's he's good at things like that, and he's famous for being an actor. For being an actor, yeah, and and a creator. Like he's he's creative. He's a creative human. I I th- I, th- I think everybody's creative. Like I I I, I it's 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 like gen- generations, and that can be a different topic for another. I think we we build walls incorrectly around people and groups and individuals and saying this person is this this person's that i think we're all creative i think we're all very creative i think we all have different talents yeah i think we're all differently talented more talented but but to but to be like oh well he's creative and that's that's what qualifies him to to do do this uh we're we're all creative we any of us could watch shia labeouf movies and record ourselves and it is unique. I think it is interesting to watch mm-hmm. Shia LaBeouf watch himself, but mm-hmm. I don't think it achieves the goals that he thinks that he's setting out to achieve unless it is to bring attention to himself 
as like, wow, how cool and unique is this that Shia LaBeouf is live streaming himself watching himself on all of his movies? Like, yeah, that is pretty unique and interesting. Well, like, cre- like creative I, – like, I know we're all creative, but there are some people, like poets, who can say things in such a way that make you go, wow, oh my gosh, it makes you go, oh, like a gut check to, like, of humanity. And so, like, I don't – I really don't think that I, I – may, I may have said one or two of those things in my life, but that's – I haven't made, like, a hobby of, like – saying thing like speaking about the human experience in such a way that changes lives and that is a very tall that's very like huge assumption to say about Shia LaBeouf but he's just kind of saying thing that's kind of like poetry in a way he's saying something about the human experience that other people couldn't do I think but why, why couldn't other people do that apart from him being a celebrity? That That's part of it. It's the celebrity status. And, um, and it's a, it's a very, like, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting glimpse at humanity that he, only he, that only he could do at, at that, you know, it, at, in that I, way. I don't think it's about humanity. I think it's an interesting gl- glimpse of him. It is an interesting glimpse of it. I'm choosing to take it. Like, I'm choosing to receive it as a participant in the art, as um, as a, a beautiful glimpse at humanity. Is that the end of that? Does that make it topic? subjective? That, <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, well, yes. I, th- I think it, 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 it is subjective. And, like, I, I know a guy that I went to college with that self-published a book of poetry, and it was... Amazingly really? terrible. Oh, terrible. Oh, yes. that's so funny. And, and You have to tell me who that is after this. Okay. <laughs> um, and there was an expectation from him that what he was writing was like Kanye-level brilliant, right? Like mm-hmm. in his mind, it was the same type of self-denial. Oh, yeah. Yeah, kind of uh, like a lot of, of American like, Idol auditions. Yes. Well, I, I don't know. I think the vast majority of bad auditions on there are purposefully, intentionally terrible, I want to be on TV. Oh, yeah. But some people but, are like, but I am good. Yeah. I, I, th- I think it's the people that are like in between amazingly terrible and amazingly good that are the people that are in denial. I think mm. I think the people that are amazingly terrible know they're amazing. Yeah, like terrible. the pants on the ground guy. Like yes. he's not gonna get on them. Yeah. <laughs> You're not even singing a song. What are you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> are you just <laughs> improving? I don't. Know. Yeah, exactly. Um, but like the the expectation of like like I am creating this, and this is this is the the most in depth poetry you've ever read, like. Look at this, like the the po- the the poems that we remember fondly. I'm, I'm trying to think of like, you know, Edgar Allan Poe. Like, he's he is writing from his demons, mm-hmm. and is oh yeah, and is his inability to escape them. I, I don't know. I I just I just think like. There, there almost there isn't an expectation built into what they're creating, and I and I feel like a lot of what not just Shia LaBeouf but a lot of like performance art that's avant garde 
in general and <laughs> yes dangerous generalization mm-hmm. uh sound effect cue dangerous like that's that's our new dangerous generalization <laughs> yeah, oh yes that's gonna happen a lot <laughs> Um, every time we have a dangerous generalization, <laughs> it's going to make that sound effect. I don't know what it is yet, but you, listener, do know what it is. And yes. so dangerous realization – All re- 20 of you. Dangerous generalization. Um, yeah, all 20 of you. Um, like all, all avant-garde performance art almost has this inbuilt expectation of – look how artistic this is like come and look world this is so artistic can't you see how artistic and creative i am i am doing this amazing artistic thing Mm. that none of you are able to do because you are not as artistic as i Mm. and and i feel like it it just comes with this pre-built in like like dude just just like just keep your head down be humble don't attempt to bring attention to yourself, and those are the people that that over the long haul of humanity, we we are like, wow, like that person, that person. Not not to say that that that, that like Edgar Allan Poe never wanted to be famous. I'm mm-hmm. sure I'm sure he realized I'm a phenomenal poet. I I, I don't think a performance artists necessarily want to be famous. I don't know of any that are. D- we can come back to that, but, but, but like they're they, not that they, that they don't, but okay, we can I go into it right now. Okay. There is a desired outcome. There's a desired outcome in doing something. You're and, doing and I, and I think the desired outcome of performance art is being recognized as creative and brilliant and artistic. And I think that is their desired mm. outcome. And if that is all your desired outcome is, you get it. There you go. That's all you get. It's Sometimes done. their desired outcome is to they, their desire is to express, and it can be responded to. However, that I, th- I think that is the truly like realized art when it's just like all that's only it, intentions. The only goal is for the artist to express themselves, and then. The audience being a participant in that art can receive it. However, an artist who's like making it just to be famous, like just to be for it to be loved, is like another thing. I think. But I, th- I think like it's like it's all for, it's all for self-expression. Like that's one that I think every human desires some sort of self-expression and some sort of reciprocation. But like this like desire in in seeking for like this public self-expression with like no like recognition of merit i don't i don't understand mm. like like there's no like i'm going to do this intentionally not well i'm sure be, they want like, it to be appreciated yeah they do i agree but and and i think they i think it it's like from I I, th- I think it's general. Uh, oh, I forgot what dangerous generalization. D- dangerous generalization. Sound effect. Dangerous. Yeah, I I I think that oftentimes behind performance art is is 
it's it's like a sh- a stroking of the ego. It's like like a desire to have the ego stroked. Well, if all art is meant if all art is meant to be appreciated, then couldn't you make the same argument with like all art that it's just intended to stroke the ego of the artist? Well, and I think get back to my own vulnerability. Right. Let's mm-hmm. bring this full yes. circle. Oh my gosh. Let's, yeah. bring, let's bring this conversation back on, on point. Like, I think the reason I feel so vulnerable in sharing things is like, like I don't, maybe not correctly, like, I don't want to do anything out of purely seeking people to stroke my ego. Mm. Like that doesn't sit with me right. It feels like that is not a, I feel like that is a fleeting pursuit that if you build, if you build an empire off of other people's expectations and other people's ability to stroke your ego, it will leave you unable Mm -hmm. to continue to create. Yeah, because eventually that it removes the authenticity from the artist, makes them less and less authentic. I, I don't think it makes them less and less authentic. I think it would eat away at their authenticity. I, I think it eats away. At, I, I think it eats away at desire, like the intentions. Like, like if if you keep coming up against and and keep um, creating things, and your sole intention is like. Our YouTube, our YouTube video probably has, I haven't checked today, but it probably still has less than 30 views, mm-hmm. probably 10 of which is is us unintentionally giving us, ourselves a view because mm-hmm. we're trying to like edit things on the video or go into the description, and it keeps like pinging the YouTube server as a view. Mm-hmm. If my sole intention was to create a viral video that would that would, yes, facilitate conversation on this topic that I think is a very interesting com- topic. But if I was looking to get have my ego stroked of like, wow, you created that video. Wow, that was so cool. Mm-hmm. And it still had 30 views. I don't think I would be wanting to create a second video. It's like mm-hmm. attempting to achieve that stroke of ego and not receiving it just forces you to go to a different place to to find something to have your ego stroked if that is your pursuit hmm i I, are you tying like tying like the desire for your art to be appreciated to like to a stroke of the ego like you're designing to get your ego stroked like i want to get my art appreciated equals i want my ego stroked I think it's a dangerously thin line that we have to in, battle in, in the in the mind of the creator. Mm-hmm. And and I and I think oh, there's no denying. And that. I think I've always known that that for for me, um, like I would never be do. I, even even bringing this to like face Facebook. Like I am unbelievably inactive on Facebook because I feel like so many of the things that people post on Facebook are people seeking attention and seeking people 
to affirm them and seeking people to agree with them and seeking people to stroke their ego. Hmm. And, and I think that a lot of performance art Being sympathized, is, is, sympathized is, is, with is the same way. Yeah. Or validated. validated. Those aren't necessarily strokes of ego. Uh, they're, I, I think they're, they're all falling under the same category that, that, that of people wanting to be loved. <laughs> Maybe I don't desire to be loved, but, <laughs> but I, no, I think it, it, it come it comes down to like a like an unhealthy pursuit of that as the the end goal of like this is my belief on this topic that i'm probably unwell informed in so i'm going to post about that idea on facebook to instantly create polarity between all of the people that know me as either completely agreeing with this amazingly polarizing statement that I said are immediately disagreeing with it. And, and, mm-hmm. and that will instantly validate my position, whether they agree or disagree with it. I am instantly validated by their disagreement or by their agreement with this. And it, because this is something that I stand for. Well, it so is disagreement, disagreement. If disagreement would validate you, then you're, then you are merely standing for something. Right. I, I think, well, I think in a lot of people's minds, when somebody disagrees with them, they become even more entrenched. It's a validation. When somebody disagrees with, with most people on things, they don't, they don't think, huh, let me, let me think about, especially over the internet on like just a post on the internet. People don't sit and think, let me think intensely about your disagreement and, and see and learn why you feel that way and 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 seek to better understand your position on on this topic play that play that little sound <laughs> dangerous <laughs> generalization sound cuz i i think that's a, a dangerous generalization i don't think it is i i think i, I, I think but it's just like um man this this podcast taking us all over the place mm-hmm. um i'll i'll link to the healthcare triage episode great youtube channel um on vaccines and there's ample studies that the more evidence that is presented to the legitimacy of vaccines the more entrenched the opposing side people opposing vaccines become it doesn't matter that that Mm. more and more evidence and information will turn will sweat will end up changing their minds no all of the evidence points to the more evidence contrary to their position is presented to them, the more entrenched in their position they become. How will anybody ever... Dang. How will anybody's lives ever be changed? Yeah. I mean, it is so possible. That's why I'm saying that's a generalization because well, people it, do switch sides and stuff. And like, they do. They do. But but like, but like, I think that like thing, things like that, that vaccination study, things like people saying things on Facebook that don't need to be said publicly for everyone who knows them to hear these like attempts at these quick validations and and and, and i see this in a, in, in a lot of performance arts like these quick validations because if you disagree with performance art instantly it's like okay well they just don't get it like that person just doesn't get it you know like there's like maybe or they just experience they experience it a different way or they say they experience it a different way saying so, so like that, that, that is instantly validating the art and kind of undercutting the other person's opinion. 
It's like anything anybody does and says is art is automatically art because it's the per- the, the person doing its opinion. Like I just I just pooped on a wall. It's art. I say it's art. So so it is art. Oh, the question of what art is. Yeah. That's for another podcast. That's I for another know. podcast. That's, we could go for but, so long. But, but but somebody coming along and saying, no, that's just poop on a wall. It's like, well, that's your interpretation of it. Instantly validates the artist's position mm-hmm. and instantly undercuts the other person's ability to understand art. I think it does because it's not an interpretation. The person's not interpreting, in, interpreting at all. He's saying that isn't art. That's his interpretation. I think exactly. I think I think I think we can disagree on, on that. I don't think it is. He's not interpreting the art. He's saying that's just poop on a wall. He's invalidating. And then what if that is? What if that's the point for somebody to say like there will be Th- people? This is the dangerous line that we some, walk. Right? Somebody will say, "Oh, that's just poop on a wall," and it's like the artist could be like, "Exactly, right? Like, right? It is right." But then why is the artist pooping on the wall? I think it comes that's back. That's a stupid piece of art, obviously. But <laughs> Whoa, maybe that's just your interpretation. Yeah. I think this is hitting funny. I think this is hitting back to this is hitting back to, to my, my exact points. Is is it's all this this instant seeking of validation. It's these instant seeking behaviors. We want validation and we want it now. We don't want to have discussions. We don't want to we don't want to work quietly and longly over a lifetime to achieve one thing. We want instant results, instant recognition, instant validation. Well, I think about the art thing, like the, it all goes back to your intentions and the authenticity of it. I, I, I don't think – I don't – I feel like something's off one way or the other with the poop on a wall thing and also – with a kid putting up a video on YouTube of him going, So, I'm sitting in my room, and I'm just sitting here. Upload. It's like, why? Why did you upload that video? And it's like... That's your interpretation. But, like, literally... So, is that not art? No, I'm saying it all goes back to that kid's (laughs) intentions and their authenticity. That I think, whether, like, I think those those are at the heart. I literally just, like made like made that up came up like came up with that in my own brain and it just seems to make sense to me so it's not like i came up with the pooping on the wall too we're fine i know but i mean intentions (laughs) and authenticity but they it just like the kids intentions of doing of that is it purely to just like get views and be famous and also like is that authentic authentic like is that does that kid literally just sit around his room going like i'm sitting in my room in which case Wow. Whether anybody gets it or not, whether anybody views that as art or not, like that that's an expression of that kid's life. Like I I don't know. I think I think we've blurred lines between art and entertainment, and I don't think they are mutually the same thing. Like exclusively the same thing. Oh, I don't I don't think entertainment has to be art, and I don't think art has to be entertaining. But I think a lot of things that that like I think a lot of performance pieces are highly entertaining, hmm. but I don't I think they like fail as art. A lot of art, a lot a lot of entertainment, or a lot of art fails as art. A lot of like performances, performances. like performance art pieces, performance installations, fail as art. 
that's, that's like like I love street art. I love like the Banksy movie, and there's some things that Banksy does where it's like, wow, that is fascinating. But then then just like tagging a bunch of tags throughout the city, like like I, that's more f- more about recognition than it is about the art. But it's it's all it all goes back to his it's, intentions also. Like his intent, there are a lot of them are protests like that. Dangerous real generalization. Modern art protests, right? right? When you, when you, a lot of his art is protest. It, it's like, you know? Like a, you, a lot of Banksy's art, yes, you I could mean. argue, is protest. But I think, like, when Banksy, goes, when pa- when Banksy goes to Chicago and puts a bunch of of painted rats all over the place, what's that protesting? How's that protesting? It's not necessarily is it's it like protesting? a Is it's it a protesting right? if nobody is... No, if it's unknown what you're protesting against, how's it protesting? It's not achieving anything. Well, you're also taking into you got to take into account like the people viewing it. If there's like, I'm thinking like if there's like some, I, I, like I'm everybody's like if somebody's going like going into this art experience, kind of like if they're going to a comedy show or whatever, and they don't, they're, they're a person that doesn't really find anything very funny, or they're a person that's just kind of like you know like. They're not really into comedy or whatever, and they go to a comedy show, and the whole time they they don't laugh or anything, and then they're just like, "Yeah, that didn't. I didn't really care anything about that." It's like, well, that doesn't that doesn't take away from it being a comedy show. It's still a comedy show, and you just are the per like so a person seeing like all these rats on the wall and just goes, Ugh, "What is that? I don't care." It's like, well, they're obviously not volunteering to participate in the art, participating in the art involves like like interpreting it like going going hmm and take taking like a i'm gonna take my jacket off yeah it's okay (laughs) and it's like flexing your flexing your creative muscle and like going like i if i were to see all these rats on the on the floor of a banksy thing in new york i'd be like wow he's saying new york is like kind of dirty i you know i don't know like like new york's like people care less about the rats on the ground than their than the work the work that they just need to do or, or something like so that. So I, I I think we fall into this trap as a society of of um so I'm going to say this and then I'm going to explain what I what I mean behind it. But I think we fall into this trap in society of thinking everything has meaning behind it. And, and, and in English class, we are taught to like examine this book and what, 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 what do they mean behind this book? And at some point we are analyzing things that aren't there, that the author, it was never in the author's mind that these things mm-hmm. be that. Yeah. I heard that. And, and I think, I think with, with, with like the vast majority of street art, like it is something fun and cool that the artist I'll call him an artist is doing. And this is why I'll mm-hmm. call him an artist, but I think it's uh, in a second, but I think it's something that's fun and cool for the person that is doing it to do. And I think that's authentic. I think the majority of time there isn't a meaning behind it, but we seek to in- impose meaning behind these things that, that artists are doing. Because mm-hmm. they are artists, and we assume that there is something deeper behind it. But I think that a lot of times there is an art behind things that are entertaining. 
in 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 a lot of times it's the authenticity of it. This is this is this is what I'm saying. So like, comedy is very entertaining. Mm-hmm. I don't think comedy is always generally art, but I think there is an art behind comedy. Everybody that does comedy is practicing an art, but in the performance of comedy isn't necessarily the art itself. The art is is the stuff happening behind the scenes. In like in it like sports. Inside every sport is a game. There is a game inside of the sports, like baseball. There's a game happening simultaneously of like positioning of players you want to move players slightly to the left because that person generally will hit it more to the left or you move players slightly to the right and you're trying to guess where the ball is going to go you're playing this game of trying to guess when you're you've got four downs you run the first the first down because you want it you're playing this game you're playing you know in football the the end goal of you know the sport is is these these fantastic feats of, of athleticism but in within every down it's like this little chess match is this game of mm-hmm. how am i positioning the guys on the field how am i um what, what am i doing to present this subterfuge to to confuse the person that i'm i'm playing against so that they see me lined up this way but i'm trying to fake them out or maybe i'm actually doing what i'm lining up to do making mm-hmm. them think that I'm going to fake them out. Right. And, and so I want to, you know, run on first down and then uh I'll set up in the same position formation to run on second down, but then I do a play action, I fake the so handoff like and go to throw it. And that's the game within the sport yeah. that is happening all the time simultaneously. I think that's like the art behind the entertainment. There are some things that are like you could say are not necessarily entertaining and just art, but I think a lot of entertaining things have art behind them but the end result is entertaining and and we impose meaning on that entertainment that isn't there so people tagging things they had to create that that that's art um they had to think it through they had to find this identity that they wanted to i don't think meaning makes it art like me i don't think mean like like imposing this but, meaning stuff but, on it, like. But, but then we're saying anything to... that is entertaining is art. Anything is, is art. What I'm saying is some things are meant to. No, I mean, be like meaning isn't meaning isn't like inherent. I never said that. Art. That's what I'm just. I just think I'm like, saying we we impose meaning on on things that are entertaining that aren't there in an attempt to draw artistic understanding out of it. To, to like make it art. J- just like like somebody tagging the side of something with with a stencil of a rat like Banksy mm-hmm. like they had to think through and select what they wanted and how, how they wanted it to look and they had to create that the technicalities stencil. of the art but they aren't necessarily trying to do anything when they spray that on the side of the building that could be purely for their entertainment, but we look at that and then try to impose some sort of artistic meaning on, like, what are they trying to say? What was his intention in doing this? all along? To just entertain himself? We can never know anybody's entertain. In- oh, intentions. you ask him or something. I mean, like, but like, what would his? What but, would, but then, but, but then, but then, if if, if we're trying to seek out 
the person's intentions behind it, then we're saying that there is a valid understanding and interpretation of this art singularly, and it is the artist's intentions. And I don't think that's the argument that you're trying to make. Because, because you keep saying, well, it's, it's their interpretation of it. So is it everybody's interpretation, or is it the artist's intentions? I... I don't know. I don't know where 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 I don't know uh, where. Like like where. I think late night talk shows. Jimmy Fallon is immensely immensely entertaining. And I think there is an art behind a lot of what he does in writing in in performance art. Like he has an understanding artistically, but it is for the sole purpose of being entertaining and seeking artistic meaning and understanding behind that and trying to interpret the things that he's doing in a late night talk show as if it was trying to convey meaning is completely missing the entire point that it was just supposed to be entertaining. Like SNL or something like a skit. There's like the, the writing is the, like, I don't know. I'm thinking like, the writing is art. Like there's something, there's something to, to like, um, creatively making people laugh. There's something like, I think I would call that art. I don't think it's like, I don't, th- I wouldn't yeah. separate it from entertainment. I, what's the, what are, what's the like big question? What is art? Is that, it's, I mean, it's more narrow than that by now. Well, I, um, let me try to bring this back into the original conversation, I guess, and we can kind of move towards a closing yeah. thought for the podcast. But, like, I don't think that – I think Shia LaBeouf is very artistic. I don't think everything he's doing is is purely to seek artistic meaning. Um. I think sometimes it's just because that's kind of a cool, interesting endeavor. And and I think I think we get lost into trying to seek meaning that was never necessarily there. And 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 yeah. I would I, say art being a reflection of life would would you could literally see any reflection of life and safely call it art. You know, and people could, but I don't think the point it would be is to, to like fight it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like when art becomes, uh, becomes a, like, like, yeah, right. That's not art kind of thing. Then it's just like, okay. You know, I don't, I don't think it, it's like art. I think this might be bold, but art, I would say, is meant to be peaceful. I don't know. I would say. And so if, like, if it ever becomes not that, then, I mean, it, it, it should, it, like, I think it just can't become not that. So, like, if it ever becomes, like, weird and, and, and like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. But you, you're, you're about, uh, invalidating in a lot of ways, like, art that wouldn't be portraying peaceful motifs. Right. All the art, the experience of art, I think would be 
because you don't see but, you don't see peace in in art all the time. That's not like the thing, but like the experience. The, so experiencing so you art. should experience peace after. No, no the the act of 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 art, like the act like for the artist, the artist. Well, like the the final what whatever the I don't I I don't know maybe I just think that like when art is it like it's stripping away the meaning of the art or like the the artisticness of the art when it's like um when it's like debated on whether or not that's art i don't know if i followed that last statement i know <laughs> it's like like whether or not what like uh, that's that's really tough mate that's not really a fully thought out thing that I said, like it being yeah. peaceful and stuff. Well, I mean, this is just all off the cuff. Yeah. So I'm sure, you know, if five days from now, we might feel completely different from the things that we're just making up off the top of our head. <laughs> right. Um, nothing set in stone. I, I do think that Shia LaBeouf's stuff is, is, does like, like gives me a grasp, like, supplements humanity or something like that. Well, so, we'll so talk, 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 talk more about that. I think I, I'm dominating the conversation. So, because it, it does in, oh, I know I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit more before I hand it over, but full disclosure, I think I'm the more cynical person. Mm-hmm. I, I, th- I think we both agree there. That was a little smirk on yeah. your face. Um, yeah, I <laughs> know. Uh, well, no, yeah, I know. It's like it's. I, I'm like art is. Be- I'm an ENFP, so ENFP right now. INTJ, Myers Briggs. Um, but I'm just we can naturally. talk. We can talk about that in another podcast. But I do yeah. think personality profiles does the same sort of walling in as like generations and like I. Th- I think I. I don't think it's as like prescriptive and descriptive of individuals as it is like a general guideline of how you might be based off of this information. Right. It's just scarily accurate a lot of times. Yeah, but I think I think it it is in the okay, no, it's let's not let's like talk about this. Let's talk about okay, this yeah. another time. Let's talk about this another time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um oh shoot. We 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 you, you want to talk I was like I think what, Oh, I'm the more cynical. Uh, yeah, I I'm the more cynical person between us two and I think that because of that, we like I look at what Shia LaBeouf is doing, and and my first instinct is that the biggest benefit that he's seeking and receiving out of what he is doing is to is first and foremost recognition and and um you know a- affirmation of 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 what he's doing like i think it, it it all falls into that and i think that's part of what goes into my own vulnerabilities with art is like the things that i cre- oh yes the things okay. that i create because i am cynical i want to like so distance myself from the, this idea of of me doing this solely for uh recognition and affirmation like 
Like mm. I want to, I want to be so fully engaged um, and not not proud, but I want to be. I want to feel the satisfaction of what I created, of creation, like your offspring, like but, yeah, yeah. I, I want I want to feel that um, and be set in that in myself Mm -hmm. absent of outside affirmation and so when i see things like that where it where it in in shia labeouf may be wired in a way to where i I won't i won't say what i want to say but you can probably infer but i i think shia labeouf he could be wired in a way where that isn't the case for him and he he wouldn't have to try to distance himself from that because he doesn't feel that way. Does that make sense? Like finding satisfaction right, in yes, what you have yes. done because you've done it. Like I want to distance myself from purely seeking affirmation right, of yes. others on what I've created um, because I want to be okay first with what I've created. Yes. Um, and maybe he's not wired in a way um that like I am where where to that that isn't even an issue it's a non issue for him um is it but, is it wiring I don't know I don't want to talk anymore okay so why don't you tell me yes oh my gosh about I have responses about, not even not even just responses oh, nothing to prompt my conversation I want you to have the floor for yes. a few minutes oh my gosh for just, sure when you see Shia LaBeouf do something like that, yes. what, what is your first impressions, your first thoughts? Mm. Talk about that. So like Shia LaBeouf went <laughs> – wow. We got on Shia LaBeouf. It's awesome. This is the Shia LaBeouf we, episode. Like we don't even like – like our knowledge of Shia LaBeouf is movies, what we've seen in the media, what we've seen on Reddit. Yeah, full and- disclosure – I don't think we've ever talked in depth about Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> right. This is not Some, like our Somehow thing. Shia LaBeouf became the, the soapbox, yes. the lens through which uh, oh, we are viewing, viewing art. art. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. The, art. <laughs> like that makes that, – that in a way that makes it art. Don't call this art. Don't call this art. <laughs> no, that makes, that makes it what he's doing art. You know what I mean? Like, like because we're discuss- – like it's like, oh, yeah, art wins again or something. Okay, but yeah, I think no. – <laughs> That Shia LaBeouf's, whoo, um, wow, I just want to like, I don't know, <laughs> I, I just feel like a, like a wave of energy. Yeah. Like, um, Shia LaBeouf's, um, uh, oh, oh, his, his, his you're, you're saying like how he's seeking, uh, oh yeah, this doesn't have to necessarily be a response, but like how he's like seeking affirmation and stuff like that. There's something about humans that just rec- like requires love we need we need love and um we want love we want love and well and we need it but like he is just another person that wants love and if that is coming through through like his art or like his attempts at art or whatever because he wants love i don't think there's anything more like more human than that so there's the there's the the seeking seeking love Seeking acceptance, seeking affirmation, seeking validation, into what like Shia LaBeouf 
is doing, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think I think it's awesome and a further glimpse at humans as humans. And I think that if you were to separate the person from the art, from the content, kind of like what you're saying you want to do if you were like a musician or something like that, like you, you're fascinated with the idea, kind of like we were watching Sia perform on SNL, and you were like, there's something so interesting about anonymity in art. And you were, it was kind of kind of appealing to you. Like if I were to create art, I would, I would entertain the idea of making it anonymous because I just want the art to be appreciated for what it is. However, I think there is something there, there would be, there, there is, there would be something missing. I would, I would assert, I would assert that there would be something missing if you separate the human from the art, because if there's supposed to be, if like art is supposed to be a reflection of life, not just like, like life going on that the artist has observed that, but also like it, it has to be, it literally can't be, it cannot be separated from a, an expression of the artist's life. So, so if to try to make, to try to like separate the human from like to separate the artist from the art would would kind of leave an element to the art that is like like a missing link you're kind of like oh but i do wonder like what is that where where what what place is this coming from to make to just kind of like deepen the artistic experience for you like that that's not always the case because i've seen a ton of art pieces and i have no idea who the artist was and i just if I even if I even go so far as to like entertain who the artist might be, I would literally just be making inferences because I don't know the artist or anything like that. But like, so I mean, a lot of art is is anonymous, and I'm I don't know. But I do think there is just you know, and you still appreciate it as art. But I think there is something there is something that happens when a, the person is separated from the art that that. I I I I don't know if it's noble if it's necessarily noble because art can be appreciated apart from who the person is even if the artist is not anonymous but I think there um there's also a vulnerability to being to not to being not anonymous whatever the other thing is to being to, to being like this is what I have created and yes. I am sharing this with you yeah in fail like failing or like if it's not widely loved or whatever that's 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 beautiful because that makes the artist even more human because we all fail and i don't know i like anybody who anybody who loves a person strictly based off of their art you know and not not because that person is a human like it, that's not even a complete love. If I were to just love somebody based off of the things that they've done. Good morning. You you look like you just woke up. I did. We're recording a podcast. <laughs> we tried to. Do you want to be in it? Sure. Come over here close to the. Well, um, what time are you going to be home? 
ranging Scoot from, a little closer. Ranging <laughs> from eight to wait, no, more like seven thirty to like nine. Seven thirty to like nine. It just depends. An hour and a half before. Oh, you'll be getting when, back. When you'll be getting yeah. back. Um, because we can buy Christmas presents online when you get home. Okay. Works. Cool. Do you want to say your name? <laughs> Katie. Oh, <Nice>. Katie. <laughs> it's Justin's sister. She was just taking a nap. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kate. Do, what, Kate? What? Okay. <laughs> Maybe we're too entrenched. Maybe this is perfect timing. This is serendipity. Yeah. Kate, I, do have, I do have more to say about that, but. Yeah. Sure. Um, I, I mean, we've burned through like an hour and a half on this topic. Right? I know. Yeah. But what, as brief as possible, or as you want to be, what, what do you think art is? Art? I don't know. Anything. <laughs> I don't know. Expand on that. Well. <laughs> what makes art art? Just creative and it meaning something. So it means something. What determines what it means? The person. The artist or the audience? The artist. Okay. I, I, I would wager to bet that that's the majority feeling. Yeah, probably. And I would lean more towards Katie's thought on the person creating the art is the authority on the meaning behind it. Mm. If there is meaning behind it. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I know what you, I know where you could go with that. Bye Kate. Bye Katie. Hey, close the door. Hold on a sec. Welcome to Justin's corner. Okay, Justin's corner is short-lived. <laughs> um, wow, I know where you could. I know where you could go with that, saying that the artist is the ultimate authority on what um, the, of the meaning of well, the art. Well, in in that that's that's what you were saying, and I love it a, lo- a lot. Be, uh, based off of uh, intentionality and, and authenticity, and I think I think you. Um, I, I I really though in this kind of this is along the same lines of that it's totally congruent with what you're with what you're saying how the artist is the ultimate authority on the on the meaning behind the art that is so true that is so true like the audience is a participant mm-hmm. um in in the meaning they can they they will say thing it, it may it may be like totally far off from what the author was intending or some of it may be close some of it may be like spot on the artist is like yeah yeah that's pretty much what i was saying and then we can even we can even uh add to you know whatever and the artist is like cool wow i didn't even think about that when i was creating that but wow that bravo for coming up with that or whatever and that's that's just because the artist is human and the other people being human can team up with the artist and like, you know, further make the art in, in more art. 
I, I think in a lot of ways that's where like the basis of copyright law comes in is the copyright protects the artist from other people's interpretations of their art. Oh yeah. If it were, if, especially if it were like, could be defamating, defaming or, or even inherently different taking something and making it inherently mean different some, right making from, it mean something so far from the but author's it's not prote- protected against parody law um right you know um and you know transformative art so i mean the protection only extends so far it ex- extends in a way that protects people from creating something basically the same that would detract from the original thing you know mm. um mm-hmm. I think um, back to a little bit ago before Kitty came in. All um, right, yeah, yeah. Sum, sum up your sum yeah, up just your 100%. ideas, yeah. and and then we'll figure out how to end this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, congruent with the thought, the the artist is the ult- ultimate authority, or whatever, on like what the art means. Um, if the art, if the artist is purely purely um, like loved or appreciated, I'm talking about like that longing for validation and affirmation and love that we all have, if the artist seeks to get that only from their art, from their works, slash if people are only giving them love and acceptance and stuff based purely off of the things they've created, their art, I think it's an unrealized experience, totally. Because if the point is for the artist to feel loved, then um, the people should love them just because they are a human just like them. And that we all we all want love, and we all need love. Um, yeah. So I think, yeah. Everybody looking for love. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody so need that love. <laughs> yes, for sure. Yeah. No, I yeah. I think, as always, the um, the most fun and most um, intense discussions are ones that the disagreement is um, superficially dissimilar mm-hmm. oh yeah, yeah like like we are arguing right. about the superficial aspects that but the deepest aspects of like the validity of art as an institution right. and um whether or not it can be transformative in society and culture or individually in ourselves and uh, whether or not it should be pursued and is worthwhile. I think we agree on all of those. It's the, it's the little things that are fun right. to argue. So, Oh yeah. So if anybody thinks that we're genuinely upset about no, anything, I don't think that was, I, don't, yeah. I, I hope that didn't come across as that, but um, I, th- I think it's extremely fun to yeah. talk about. Um, mm-hmm. so the big question is how do we land the plane? How do we, where do we, where do we go to wrap up the podcast? Um, sneak preview about what we're talking about next or what, what we're, um, the next video we're wanting to make. Yeah, let's do that. Um, we're currently in research, so we don't have anything scripted. Um, mm-hmm. we want to get it out, um, before mid January. Um, and it is about um, television shows, specifically television shows that um, were canceled prematurely. prematurely. And mm-hmm. the way that we view 
those shows that were canceled prematurely because it seems like there's a trend with with good TV shows that are canceled prematurely become legendary TV shows. Yeah. And it's not it's not to take away from the fact that that show was good in the first place, um, but that uh, they then achieve a status that they may have never gotten if they had not been canceled. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think the, a lot of the reason for a, a show – oh, this is – this could be saved for the video, but I'm going to say a little bit that yeah. ties into our conversation. Spoilers, spoilers. Um, a lot Nobody of, steal this and make a video. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of what could be, what could be, um, what could make make a video that was not critically acclaimed, making it have to end, uh, or making a making a show, TV show, a yeah. TV show series, or whatever that was not critically acclaimed that had to like take it off air. Um, what makes it what makes it lasting is the artists, the the director, mm. the creators. Um, intentions in creating it and their authenticity mm. because you see tons of shows that are like that are canceled that are canceled after like a season or whatever on like ABC family and this and the, just like the shows that are just like lol that's garbage <laughs> you're literally making that your intentions for making that were to make money were to relate to this certain demographic mm-hmm. and the authenticity was barely there those are not real people that were watching that was there were not the the intentions were not genuine i don't know so but but then the ones that do make it that are huge after being canceled people notice that authenticity and that the intentions hmm. were good and it was purely to make something awesome and beautiful and just for the sake of it you know so it lasts yeah. after that yeah so hopefully that that will be out um, by mid January yep. and um, in, in time for the Netflix. Uh, no, not Netflix. I think it's on Fox. The the miniseries like reboot of X Files. Oh wow! Yeah. Um, although that's a show that I'd argue went on for a long ran time. For, yeah, ran it, it ran its. It's run, you know. Yes. It's a show that ran its yeah. run. It wasn't canceled prematurely. But it is a show that is remembered in legendary status. Yeah. And uh, and perhaps rightly so. It's a very good TV show. I need to watch more X-Files. Yeah, it's a very good TV show. Yeah. And I think that's it. Yep. Any, it. Anything you want to say to uh, as a call out on the way out? Yeah, remember that... No, like something we can oh. like use always. Like, oh, a call out that we can like use. a phrase. Like, do you have a catchphrase that we can co-opt for our, the podcast? I don't know. <laughs> wow, you on the spot. Yeah, wow, that's so interesting. Like Rick has his wubba lubba dub dub. Wubba lubba dub dub. In podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. I think that might be it. I think. We, we we go wub dub 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 end podcast and then we just end it and then every podcast from now on we uh did steal another catchphrase another <laughs> yes, popular yes. catchphrase I love that yes 